I'm on a mission. A mission to speak with the most inspiring people from all over the world. I want to know their stories. I want to know what stories they used to tell. And are those the same stories that they're telling today? Or did they redefine that story to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their dreams? I want to help them share their stories. Why? Because I know the power of the story. I know that it can make or break you. It can give you the world or it can tear it apart. There's always two sides going down in your head and you get to choose. Will I listen to the one that's trying to stop me or the one that keeps pushing? These are their stories. And this is the stories we tell. What's up, guys? It's your host, Jamie Messina, and we have another amazing episode today with my friend Alex Gonzalez, who is super, super inspiring. But first, I want to share something with you all that I am really excited about. So, The reason I made this podcast, the stories we tell, is to help people overcome limiting beliefs, to switch the story they're telling themselves and in their mind, if it's one that's disempowering with them, if it's one that's holding them back, if it's one that's limiting them. And so I created this workbook that is the first step to switching that script. It's absolutely free. And if you check the description, if you check the show notes, you can actually download it there. So I'm I'm really excited to get it out to you. This really is just the first step in changing that story, in changing your story and flipping the script so that you can go after the things that you want in life so that you can rewrite your story and, uh, you know, live the life that you dreamed of. So Today we have a good friend, Alex Gonzalez on. He is super inspiring, guys. His story is amazing. He's doing big things over on Clubhouse. And um, I just love talking with him. His passion, every, when you hear, you'll understand. Super passionate, on fire, will set your soul on fire as well. Um, by the way, if you haven't hit subscribe yet, please consider going and doing that. The more subscribes that we have, the more downloads we have, the more people we can reach, which will help me reach my goal of rippling to at least a million people. I think I changed it to a billion last episode. But um, yeah, so go do that. And without further ado, Alex Gonzalez. All right, guys, I have here Alex Gonzalez, not the fat dad on uh, Instagram, but here's the deal. One of the first stories that I heard Alex share before I even, you know, met him in person was um, how he was on uh, a ride, going on a ride at Disney World or or some amusement park with um, his kids. And he got on a roller coaster. And when he sat in the roller coaster, I think his daughter was next to him. and, And they put the thing down, except it wouldn't go down. Because Alex was at a point in his life where, um, you know, I guess you weren't the healthiest or you were a lot bigger. And um, that just inspired him to do something about it. And he shared that story. And the way that you shared it just touched my heart so much to where I was like, man, this guy, I can't wait to bring you on and and introduce you to everybody. So welcome, Alex. Thank you for joining us. Um, Thank you so much for having me. So do we want to start there, that story? Or? Yeah, I mean, let's go for it because that has been, I think it's a good place to start because I got to where I got because of the stories I was telling myself. Right. And so first off, again, my name is Alexander Gonzalez, not the fat dad across socials. 
it starts there. So five years ago, I was at Bush Gardens here in Tampa Bay. So it's a local theme park. And I was ready to ride this ride with my daughter, who at the time was four. And she, we had been trying for the last six months to see if she was tall enough for this ride. Mm-hmm. So we're going, we're checking, we're checking. She's just almost there, almost there, almost there. Finally, the day comes and she is tall enough to ride this ride. And she loves all this kind of stuff. And so we wait in line. We're excited. We go. We get on the ride. And then like you already mentioned, the harness doesn't fit over me. At that point, I was nearly 300 pounds. I was uh, obviously morbidly obese, depressed, had anxiety, hated myself. And ultimately, in that moment, hated myself more than ever. Mm. But this is the thing, is I'm so grateful for that moment. While I did go through some unfortunate maladaptive thoughts (laughs) (laughs) in that moment, it also was the catalyst for change in my life. Mm. And the biggest thing that I've learned on this journey of transformation is that change happens when the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of that change. Because change is hard. And so like you said, I decided to transform my body. Uh, I realized for the first time ever if I was going to do that, I couldn't just transform my body. I had to transform my mind, body, and soul. It had to be the trifecta because I wanted that shift to actually last. Mm -hmm. And it was very, very important. And so... uh, By the grace of God, I found something that helped me on that journey. Within six months, I lost 84 pounds. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is this, is that the stories that I was telling myself of being unworthy, that I'm disgusting, that I'm just big boned and this is how it's meant to be, that it's my Latin heritage and my genes (laughs) that make me fat, all these different things. At that point, I realized those stories were false. They weren't my truth. I was worthy. I am worthy of all the good things and all the desires of my heart, including having a healthy body and a body that looks how I want it to look. And so what's interesting is that what I thought was the brake pedal in my life, which is my weight, my body, my health, ultimately became the gas pedal that propelled me to my future. And now I've been able to turn that experience on a roller coaster into a multi- million dollar business you know a seven figure business that um has brought me so much joy because on this journey the business that i've joined is nothing much more than self-development with a paycheck i have to constantly be developing myself towards better and that's the story that i told myself that i wasn't worthy of better until i was willing to fight like hell for better And now, girl, I know that I deserve all the things in my life. (laughs) That's the new story I tell myself. It's interesting because, you know, we talk about, you know, we can think we're unworthy and stuff like that. But a couple of the things that you mentioned, I used to say as well, like, oh, Italians, you know, or Messinas just carry their weight in their stomach or we're Italian. Like, this is just part of it. And those are things that stories that were kind of projected onto us that then we believe. And it really does take taking that responsibility for your own life and recognizing like, okay, this story isn't serving me. And yes, it's a story. Like look at the other people who may have told themselves a story and have overcome that. Absolutely. You know, like you, like me, you know, absolutely. Um, cool. So did she get on to go back on the ride with you? Yes. In <laughs> fact, <clears throat> I don't know how many, uh, how long it was after, I think I had lost 60 pounds. So I think probably four or five months after I started the transformation journey, went back I went back in line. Now, listen, I like to say this. I had no idea how far I was. I just... Sorry. (laughs) I have no idea how far I was. I just know that the harness wouldn't fit over me, right? And so 
in line. Oh God, were you freaking out? I'm like <laughs> pooping bricks. <laughs> you know, like I'm literally like, holy cow. You know, and my daughter's there again. Cause listen, there was a whole people, everyone in line, everyone on the ride that saw me get kicked off it mattered not to me. It mattered that my daughter saw me get kicked mm-hmm. off. So when I was back in line with my daughter again, not sure if it's going to, if the harness is going to close over me or not, I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. And when I hear that click, that it's going. They're going to let me ride the ride. I'm able to go. My daughter's next to me like so super excited. She didn't understand why I didn't ride it last time. Yeah. I just made up something, unfortunately, because I didn't want to have that dialogue. And now I'm riding it with her and she's excited. <clears throat> that's one of the best moments of my life. Yes. <laughs> Literally. That's that's crazy. That's such a good story. You know, like, oh man, it just brought, like, I played it for everybody because there's a video of it. By the way, guys, I'll I'll link the video in the um, in the show notes so you can see what I'm talking about as well. So, all right, so that led to this change, and I love that you said, you know, not just a physical change because the same thing happened for me, right? I wasn't 300 pounds, but I was at a point in my life where I was, um, you know, probably 40 pounds heavier than I am right now, which led to me feeling super depressed. My anxiety and depression was through the roof, and it started with, you know, I'm going to get in shape because I want to have abs because I want to see this girl on the beach next summer. (laughs) But very quickly I realized that this is a mind-body-soul transformation, and it really is because once you get started and you start to lose weight, you realize, like, the weight doesn't freaking matter. It's not that. It's the weight between your ears, the stories that we're telling, and how is that either empowering us or disempowering us and and that's what it's really all about so after you know you had that shift and you began on that journey like where did that lead for you yeah it's a great question because the reality of the matter is is that you're right Uh, the weight that I lost and released forever is phenomenal and I don't diminish that I'm so grateful but what I've gained on this journey is so much more. I have not, this is not the first time I tried transformation. I had tried to lose weight for a long time. I was not that person that was like sitting back, like body positive, like love me in my roles. Like that was not me. Mm-hmm. I, I hated what I saw. I wasn't willing or dedicated to do what's necessary, but also every other time I tried a diet because I was like the Oprah yo-yo dieter king, I did it in secret. Because I didn't want my mom checking in like, hey, papito, how's the diet going? Are you losing weight? I didn't want to be held accountable because I had already told myself the story that I was going to fail. I just didn't realize it. So by setting myself up to not fail in front of people, I actually ended up failing because I had no accountability. With this journey, the first day I sampled and and tasted what was ultimately going to make the shift for me. Um, that night I'm going to the grocery store to pick up something for my wife and I stop in at Publix, which is a local grocery store here. Actually, uh, the one a few blocks away from here on third and third downtown, like more downtown. And I weighed myself on a Facebook live on the big green scale at at Facebook, uh, excuse me, at Publix. I'd never done a Facebook live ever. I hadn't weighed myself in over a year. So I knew it was going to be bigger than ever because my buttons were about to pop, but I didn't know what. And when you see that first live, I literally look like I'm, I ended up getting tens of thousands of views. I, I, I look like I'm going to pass out yeah. when the scale just keeps going past, 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 past where I thought it was going to be. But I did something that was really interesting is I put something to the light that I'd always kept in the darkness. The story of telling myself that if I shared with people, I would be embarrassed that if I failed. The real story when I realized it and I shifted that limiting belief through action mm-hmm. was People love me and want me to be succeed, to successful. Mm-hmm. And in t- on top of that, 
they're checking in on me because they want me to win, not because they're looking for me to fail. Right. I always thought the check-in was for the failure, oh, not fail for yet? the win. Exactly. Yeah. And guess what? There are going to be those people that are thinking, right. oh, did you fail yet? But That's because they're failing. Exactly. <laughs> they're it mattered not. And so I was able to really make this transformation on a very, very uh global sense in the sense that that turned into a weekly weigh-in every single Wednesday at that same Publix on Facebook Live. You went through the whole journey with me. If I had a plateau and in my very first plateau, I almost cried. <laughs> I'm on camera trying not to cry, trying to keep it together because I couldn't believe the scale didn't move. Yeah. And I was going through a shift. And then I learned from all the influx of messages that it's a recalibration and this is good. This is your new normal. Don't get upset. These things wouldn't have happened if I kept the story going that people were wanting me to fail as opposed to the truth of people wanting me yes. to succeed. Oh, that's so on point too. So I did a live. I go live every morning at 8.30 on, on TikTok. We do a morning uh, reflection. I'm, I'm writing a daily gratitude Love reflection it. journal. Like short story at the beginning, different stories that I used to tell myself. And then we go into intention, uh, gratitude, and you know owning the day. Um, and somebody this morning was like, well, first, you know, the story that they told themselves was they just have bad luck. And, well, of course that happened to me. It's bad luck. And, and, and I got into that conversation of when you change the way that you view things, the things, like, change for you, you right. know? And that's exactly, instead of viewing, like, oh, these people are checking in to see when I'm going to fail. Because that was your story that you were projecting onto the people that Absolutely. just loved you and, and wanted you to win. And like he said... There are always going to be the people that want to see you fail, but not anything to do with you. It's because they're miserable within themselves. Exactly. And when you change that view of the world from, oh, these people want me to fail because I'm not worthy. No, they want you to fail because they don't want to do shit for themselves and they want to feel better about themselves. Exactly. <laughs> well, and the reality is this, and actually today, actually on Clubhouse, we were talking about how to make your relationship with money more successful. So I, I gave these different steps that we could do, blah, blah, blah. Well, one of the steps that I gave is actually writing down the limiting beliefs that you have of money. Like go back into your childhood, mm -hmm. listen to the things that you were told as a, as a child and how they ingrained on you. Write down those limiting beliefs on one column and now write down the truth on the mm -hmm. column before. So let's say uh, the, the limiting belief that you grew up with was, we don't have money for that, we're poor. The truth is we are low wealth right now, but this is just temporary and we're about to make something happen. Right. And when you start shifting the story from the story that you were told that was ingrained, not only do you make a shift within yourself, but this is what's important. And for me as a father of two incredible humans, I have to make this shift not just for me, but for the generations to come. Because what I'm teaching this generation whether you have children or you don't borrow some right yeah. we all have nieces and nephews next door neighbors 100%. people around us there's kids in our lives that are watching what we're doing and they look up to us we have to live our best selves change the narratives in our stories not just for ourselves but for the ceilings that we will break for others mm -hmm. and for those that come behind us so i had to make that shift in me because i didn't want my kids perpetuating the same discussions, the same difficulties, the same obstacles and challenges in their 30s and 40s. In my opinion, I failed if that's the case. Right. You're breaking generational change. 100%.
Um, and in addition to that, like I believe a lot in energy and stuff like that. So when we can shift that from the stories we're told where I can't afford this or this is to this is coming, yes. you are literally giving off. And a lot of people in the past was woo-woo, but now it's science. You are yep. vibrating. And 100%. if you're vibrating from that fear and that lack, of course that's what's going to come back to you. So not only are you improving your child like the generations to come from your name you're breaking that chain you're you're setting something new for them which will ultimately go until they pass they decide to change whatever you know if they ever do exactly. which they won't <laughs> um and but you're also changing your vibration which is going to lead so many which is why when that woman earlier was talking about oh i'm just oh, i have bad luck i'm like well you're just attracting that luck is what you're doing. You don't have it. Uh, well, and also repelling good luck. Yes. And so oftentimes with the words that we use and the stories that we tell, they're so ingrained in who we are that we actually put on a, a, a repelling spirit, a vibration of repelling as opposed to one of receiving. Right. And when we're in a space of abundance and the stories that we tell ourselves come from a place of abundance. And there's many different things. Like, for example, um, the limiting belief was that I'm big boned and being Latino means that I'm probably going to be overweight. The truth of that matter is, is that I'm Latino, which is an incredible culture that does have some poor eating habits. Mm -hmm. However, I can still find the foods and flavor profiles that I love mm -hmm. in a healthy way. And I deserve yeah. to be healthy. I deserve to look in the mirror and like and see what I like. I deserve to not die of heart disease and diabetes. I deserve to live life to the fullest. Ooh, I've got chills, man. <laughs> and when you shift that narrative and you understand this is holding me back, but what is the truth? And sometimes it isn't your current truth. Right. But it's still truth even if it hasn't happened. And this is another thing mm. that I'd love to add because, you know, I love the law of affirmations. I love the law of attraction and, 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 and you know, manifesting and positive affirmations. I'm here for it. This is the thing is oftentimes, yes, we have to shift the narrative of the story, right? Shift it to that positive law of attraction where you're receiving, not repelling positivity into your life, but combined with that law is the law of action. And if you don't you act, <laughs> you can talk all day. <laughs> but if you don't act, right. it's not doing anything. I love that you just said that because I talk often about this is where the secret dropped the ball. You know, people are like, oh, the secret, whatever. Yeah, because the secret just talks about, okay, think about checks in the mail and money coming and your checks in the mail. Well, they forget to mention the action. So guess what? Random checks in the mail can come. I just got a check for $160 because I went to the class, class action claims website and I was like, oh, I have an Amazon Alexa during this time. I'm going to apply for this. I'm going to apply for that. And guess what? Checks came in the mail. Well, there you go. <laughs> right? But you did the action exactly. to get them. They didn't just magically appear. Now, are, sometimes they do. They yeah. do sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and like, listen, I believe in that. And there yeah. have been times where someone, there's been times that I felt moved to give to someone for no reason. I don't yeah. know why I felt moved. And so I do. And that person received something out of the blue. Right. So does it happen? Yes. But still, and this is another law that I think people forget as well. And I think these are the three most important laws Ooh. into manifesting into Maybe your life. We'll call this episode. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is so important because it's, yes, the law of attraction. Yes, the law of action. And on top of that, it's the law of surrender. Mm -hmm. It's believing it so much that it's already happened that you don't have to have anxiety or stress. You just got to work like hell to make it happen. I know where I'm going in my life. 
I know what I've been called to. I understand what my future self looks like and I don't have to stress who he is because he already is. I am. I simply have to work like hell to make sure my bank account, my houses, my cars, my business, my speaking uh, yeah. uh, profession, all these things align with that future person. Yes. But I already am. Yeah. And if I really believe that, then that also puts me in a place of action. We're all so afraid. And oftentimes these limiting beliefs really are just wrapped in fear. Well, I'm here to tell you that the bridge between fear and abundance is action. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to get to where you want to get? Are you just talking about it? Or are you being about it and doing something about it? Oh, are you a human being or right. a human doing? doing. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so I, I'm going to put you on the spot here because something that I noticed, Alex completely, he was already had this transformation that was awesome, right? Now, I moved to the same place as Alex about a year ago, a little over a year ago, and it was around the new year where I could see this, you just weren't feeling fulfilled in what you were doing, mm -hmm. right? And then I hadn't heard from him because he was apparently putting his head down and running. Um, and then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, all of a sudden Alex is blowing up. He's, he's doing these things that I could just tell just aligned with your heart. Um, you know, cause we, I think in, in life we often hit a plateau, right? You, you break, you have this breakthrough transformation, you do, do, do. And then all of a sudden you feel, all right, well, what's the next thing? Right. Um, I saw that happen for you over the past year. <laughs> do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, so absolutely. So, and, and I love that you said that we all hit plateaus and that's exactly what I hit. And for me, that plateau was being a stuck in a space where everything that I was doing to grow my business was, I should be doing, I should be doing, right. I should be doing as opposed to, I want to be doing, you I want to be doing. You were shitting all over yourself. And I was literally. <laughs> shitting all over myself and first off that came from a reality that I had to come to terms with was that I was comparing myself to others mm -hmm. I was um, comparing someone's chapter 22 to maybe my chapter 12 mm -hmm. that's not fair yeah. so why was I doing that to myself and, and I was allowing myself to get into misery well someone that I hadn't spoken to in two years sometimes checks come in different Yes. Different envelopes. It isn't always a traditional check. Someone that I hadn't spoke to in two years reached out to me and asked me the question, hey, have you heard of Clubhouse? And I said, no, what's that? He's like, bro, it's this new social media app and you would slay. I get two invites. If I give you an invite, <clears throat> would you accept it and use it? And I said, yes. And back then you only got two. Now it's open to everyone. But it was like crazy because you only got two. And if... The, one of the two you invited did something wrong against the, the terms and conditions on the app, they would kick you and that person oh, out. So Lord. it was like crazy. Who do you give your invite <laughs> so to? So you had to be you. you to be, yeah, exactly. So he picks me and I went on that very first night I went on, I go into a room, which is what's called. And for those of you that don't know, Clubhouse is like an interactive podcast. And um, I go into a room and I hear these people speaking and they ask, someone asks a question. And I, I had a good answer to that question. So I raised my hand and I answered. In that very first room, my very first response to a question, I meet a gentleman named Nate Forrest. Nate Forrest is now a year and a month later become a best friend. Mm -hmm. We're in business together. We have traveled to over eight country, eight, eight cities. Oh, I'm like, countries, Excuse I me, want to come. Eight, <laughs> state, yeah, eight states just in one year, yeah. um, speaking on different stages. Uh, and my life has forever transformed because then he brought me into an inner circle on Clubhouse that has given me a very, very... Um, 
high level of access to some incredible people. I'm talking being on stages with Grant Cardone, getting to interview Ashton Kutcher and Tori Spelling, getting to rub interview Ryan Blair, who the former owner of Visalis and a multi-billionaire, like all these incredible experiences. And what happened was I stopped shooting all over myself and I started going for what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I saw that I have a gift and this tapped into that gift and I like doubled down with everything I had and I love every single minute. And what's interesting is when I stopped again telling the story that I should be doing these things that other people in my, our business model are traditionally doing to win, even though I'm not enjoying them, <clears throat> I shifted from my energy from a space of having to to a space of getting to. And when you're in a getting to space, I get to mm-hmm. do this, your vibration shifts. The energy is different. It's completely different. I went again from finding myself in a space of repelling and shifting myself into a space of receiving. So that was such a beautiful thing to watch, by the way. I don't know if I ever even told you that. I yeah, mean, I'm no, all, I, I reach that. out and I'm like, hey, yeah. you're killing it. I see you killing it. But because I remember you were, we had a work day here. Um, you know, we were both kind of just like blah, blah, yeah, what yeah, we were yeah. doing. And literally you left that day and like set yourself on fire. Like we had a good work day that day, but yeah. like, and I just watched, you know, every time, listen, I don't, I'm going to start using Clubhouse, but every, it still pops up. I'm on it and it will say, Alexander Gonzalez is live and I'm, and I'll pop in for a minute, but I don't necessarily understand the platform. So I kind of like yeah, disappear, yeah. but like, I'm like, man, he's fucking killing it. I love it. <laughs> and this is the cool thing is it's proximity. Proximity is power. We learn this all the time. And like I said, we're both in network marketing. Network marketing is Self-development with a paycheck. I believe that hands down. That's what I call it, right? So I've learned all this stuff. What the beauty is, is now I get the opportunity to teach what I've learned. And if you look at the pyramid of learning, Mm -hmm. the base, which is the biggest and number one way that you can learn and retain information is teaching. Yes. Think about when you were younger and you're in middle school, high school, and you have a quiz the next day and you have like the review sheet and you're quizzing your friend before the test and then you... In that quizzing them, learn more about the test than if you were being quizzed. Yeah. Because you're teaching. We actually, go ahead, what were we going to say? Well, Jim Quick, do you know Jim Quick? Yeah, I've I've heard of him, yeah. He uh, talks about that often, so that's one thing that I'll do is as soon as I learn something, I'll go on a live or something like that. Yeah. Immediately. So now I'm I'm teaching all these things. Because even, and this is something I want to touch upon, because this is also a story that we oftentimes tell us, is if I get to the other side, everything's going to be great. And the reality (laughs) is this. We got to the other side. We built huge businesses. We started believing in ourselves like never before. We did the self-development and the work, and yet we found ourselves at a plateau, at a place of being stagnant, and a place not quite where we were because we don't ever fall. I don't believe that we drop to rock bottom. I don't believe that when things happen, we fall to rock bottom. We we fall to rock foundation. That's what Dan Clark says. (laughs) I like that. Right? Where are you setting your foundation? We had a new foundation. And so we dropped some to that foundation. However, because we were in a stagnant space, because we were feeling down, we were at a plateau, we we, we kind of got into that zone, right? But this is the beauty. And this is something that I've heard Joseph McClendon and you as well speak multiple times. We had the privilege of seeing Joseph McClendon III. He's on, on, you know, um, Tony Robbins' business partner on stage with him, blah, blah, blah. And he always talks about the story of the town that he lived in having, you know, one lane in, one lane (laughs) out. And the cars, every once in a while, a car will actually crash into a light pole. And meanwhile, the light pole's what, three feet wide, and there's hundreds of yards in between 
between the light poles, but they hit the light poles. And so why? Well, because when they lose control of the car, they start saying light pole, light pole, light pole, and they literally hit the light pole. I don't want to hit it. I don't want to hit it, but that's what they hit. When really what they should be doing is space, 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 and they go to the space, not the light pole. So I got that. And I'm like, okay, that's so what you focus on. But what I didn't get until this last time that I heard him speak, this is now my 12th or 15th time hearing him speak. And it's funny. And this is why self-development has to be continual. I understood for the first time that I wasn't trying to make light poles disappear from my life. Mm. And that's what I was doing. What I need to do is acknowledge the light pole, sometimes let myself say light pole, light pole, light pole, notice and go space, 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 space. And when I relieved myself from having to erase the light poles and rather than erase them, just acknowledge that it's there so I can make the shift, I got it. We were hit, we were in a light pole moment in January of last year. Yeah. We didn't hit the light pole though. Yeah. We made the shift, but we recognized the life pole, the light pole. And so I say that to say those of us that are listening to the sounds of our words, these light poles, these obstacles, these uh, difficult times will come into your life. And it's going to be damn near impossible to not acknowledge that they exist. Right. But can you notice and shift? Notice and shift. The story that we tell ourselves is that, no, once I notice it, I have to think light pole, light pole, light pole, when the reality of the matter is you're not erasing the light pole, you're acknowledging it and looking to the space. And that's the new story. That's the truth Mm. that I now tell myself. Mm, I love that. What did you call network marketing? Self-development with a paycheck. I think we need to touch on this for a minute because I I see often, you know, people just trashing network marketing and stuff like that. And I get where they're coming from and here's why. It has nothing, listen, at the end of the day, it's a, we, anyways, the the ones we've been involved with, it's good product. We have good products. But people are just turned off by the business. And I think it's because they're seeing so many people who are just looking at the light poles, trying to recreate light poles that aren't their own Mm. and not recognizing like, you and I who are taking, because it really is, like the personal growth. I wouldn't be where I am today without it. You wouldn't be where you are today without it. I think it's the best thing out there for people. But there are so many people that come into it for the wrong reasons, don't necessarily understand the personal growth they can experience, and they're only focused on um, making money and, you know, just... That's just... Well, see, this is what happened. So back in the 70s and 80s, companies... Well, I don't, I don't say companies' names. But some of the big companies that you know and everyone... Household names, they, they taught some shady practices. Mm-hmm. They were very clickbaity. Come to this meeting where I'm going to give you a free lunch. And really, you were being pitched. Mm-hmm. And all these kind of practices that it made people... It rubbed people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. The reality of the matter is that network marketing is a $300 billion industry. It's not going anywhere. When something's that big, it makes money. Our company is evaluated at over a billion. It's $1.3 billion company. That's massive. You cannot deny that. Mm -hmm. You cannot deny the stories of people's lives changed. You cannot deny the health that's been increased through the products that we are able to share and educate the world with. In every industry, there are bad apples. There are attorneys that get um, that, you know, the ambulance chasers, the skeezy attorney, look at used car salesmen. What do people think? Is that because all used car salesmen are shysty or is it because there were bad apples? And the reality is, is are we holding on to stories about industries that are antiquated because they used to do things a certain way? In the 60s and 70s, real estate agents in Florida made a shit ton of money selling swampland that no one could build on. But the people in New York and California buying had no idea what they were buying. 
buying, they just thought the they just saw the acreage. Yeah. Does that mean all real estate agents are shady? Nope. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we can choose one of two things. We can choose to tell ourselves a story that the few bad apples that can ruin a whole barrel and there still are, are and there still are yeah. some are full representation of the entire industry. Or I can choose to educate myself and say, hey, I've never seen anything that can transform someone's life as fast as network marketing. I've never seen people go from zero to hero. And that is, hero doesn't mean that you're making money. That doesn't right. make you a hero. But believing exactly. in themselves, making good money, taking that money and actually doing good things with it. Mm. The reality of the matter is this. I know because of network marketing that you can pick me up and transplant me into any industry and I will win. Yep. I will be at the okay. top of every Same industry. There's nothing yeah. I can't do with the exception of, you know, maybe a surgeon cuz I don't have, yeah. you know, I haven't but gone like, to school for, for that. But for the most yeah. part, <laughs> pick me up and put me in a in a spot and I'm going to win. I'm going to win at some level. I'm going to be good at it because I believe in myself like never before. Network marketing allows you to do the self-development and also at the same time have the small wins and allows you to keep promises to yourself if you choose to that builds the confidence to help you believe that you can do anything. And so for me, every single human should have network marketing as a side hustle. Now, there's going to be the unicorns like you and I that are able to build businesses that allow us to do this full time and then diversify into other industries. But that's not the goal. The goal is a lot of people doing a little bit. Are you someone sitting here saying, I wish that I can take a family vacation once a year. Mm -hmm. I I wish that I had a little bit of wiggle room at the end of the month. I wish I I could uh, save 500 bucks a month. That's what network marketing does. It allows you to do those extra things in the nooks and crannies of your day without having to be less of a mom, less of a dad, less of an employee and still bring in a certain level of wealth. And so find a company that you align with, find a product that you believe in. Right. And not just pick one that just because you think it's going to make you money. Exactly. You have to believe in it. Believe in it. And then educate. Yeah. And share with the world what you have found. And if people like it, great. But this is the cool thing is release yourself from any of these mentalities that you have to do it a certain way that you have to go listen i fell for it i mean i've only been with one company by the grace of god i'm a one and done i'm I'm the true unicorns you know i'm I'm a gold star of of um (laughs) of network marketing never happens and i'm i'm so happy i found what i found but the reality is this i still succumb to some poor decisions i bought myself a 1200 pair of louis vuitton shoes because i thought i had to Keep up with the Joneses and having expensive shoes mattered. Wow. That's stupid. Yeah. Like I should have, inve- this was like four and a half years ago. I should have invested in Bitcoin. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. what was I thinking? But sometimes we do kind of fall into like those traps, but stop. Find the people that are going where you want to go and emulate the behaviors that they're displaying. There are people in our industry that are super successful, that I have love and respect for, that I consider friends, but they work at a, an, at a rate and in a method that I would never, ever, ever want to replicate in my life, mm-hmm. ever. I love them. I'm grateful for them. I'm happy that they're doing the way that they're, things the way that they're doing. And then there's people that when I look at their life, I think that's what I want. And those are the people that coach me, that mentor me. Those are the people I make sure to be around because I change the story of I'm not worthy to be around those people because I've not achieved what they've achieved. And I've told myself the truth is I may not be there yet, 
but I'm well on my way. And they're one day going to be asking me for my mm, time. A hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. And also what kind of brought to my attention in network marketing, being a leader of a team is recognizing how many people really do struggle with the stories they're telling themselves. Oh my gosh. It holds, you know, you can, you see so much potential in people and, and you're realizing, oh my God, they don't see it in themselves. Exactly. And that kind of is what shifted me into coaching as well as beyond network marketing because I'm like, man, maybe my message is to show people I was like you. I told that story and right. here's how I switched it. And you can too, because really it, it's about your brain, retraining your brain and anything that you believe does not, it's not set in stone. Yes. You can change that. Well, see, this is the reality and this is something that we don't all know. We don't realize, but we are already saturated in all the greatness that God source the universe has mm -hmm. for us. We simply have to surrender to that greatness. The greatness is within and what network marketing did is it unleashed the greatness mm -hmm. within me and also it made me realize a few of my superpowers so one of my superpowers is I can love unconditionally that is something I've realized that people struggle with for me love is very easy and I'm a big believer and this is something that if you know me if you're part of my uh, incredible you know fan base that gets I get the privilege of speaking in front of often I always say this to my kids every single day I tell my kids I love you do you know why? And my kids' response always is just because. Because I want people to understand Ooh, that. that there is nothing that you need to do for love. It is truly unconditional. It doesn't matter how great your grades are. It doesn't matter how great of your, your clothing is, what size you wear. None of it warrants love. You are loved no matter what unconditionally. And when we can tap into that and I get to love people freely. And the second superpower that I realized through network marketing, I have a few, but these <laughs> two network marketing brought to me is that I can see the greatness in others and I can help them step into it. And oftentimes when we look at the man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror, the, the, whoever's in the mirror on the other side, uh, that <laughs> we don't see the greatness, we see the flaws. Yeah. And, you know, for those of you that were raised in the church, I was raised in the church, so I know a lot of Bible stories and, you know, I went to private Christian school growing up, etc. Um, you know, we, we hear the story of David and Goliath. Mm -hmm. Well, what we don't know about David and Goliath is David went on to be a king. And when he got chosen to be a king, um, Samuel went to a bunch of people's houses in, in the area looking for a king and God was going to tell him who was going to be the king. Well, he went to Jesse's house. Jesse had 12 boys. There stand 11 in front of him. And Samuel's like, Is there, isn't there one missing? And he's like, oh, that's just the youngest David. He's just a shepherd. He's out in the field with the sheep. That's definitely not the king. Mm -hmm. And Samuel said, let me go see him. And when he saw him, that was the king. Because see, sometimes when the world sees the shepherd boy, God sees the king. Ooh, he can be chill. And so I realized that I can tap into God's vision. And I can see the kings and queens that we are. And I just... Help you see it too. Ooh, That's it. I'm not making you a king, queen. You, you already are. are. I'm helping you see it a little bit more. And another thing I've realized on network marketing, and this is something that I, I shifted, and maybe we could talk about this in business, is everyone wants to make a buck. Everyone wants to be successful. When you ask people their goals, they always say, I want to make six figures. I want to make seven figures. I want to build a huge team. I want to have a business that people talk about. I want to be on stages. I want to be all these things. And then I quickly ask now, awesome, I love those goals. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most, how committed are you mm -hmm. to making that goal come to fruition? You know what most people's response is? A four or a five. What? <laughs> so your goals are here. They're all the way up here at the highest level you can imagine, the top 1% you wanna be, but you're not willing to do 100% of the work to get there. Right. So let's, and that's okay. 
I'm not upset about that. That is okay. So then let's talk because either we have to shift your ambition or shift your action. One of the two, the choice is yours. If your ambition is to be top 1%, but the action you're willing to do isn't top 1% action, then let's shift the ambition to the level that you're willing to do the action. If your action is at bottom 10%, then your ambition should be bottom 10% either because that's what you're going to go for. Does that make sense? And so, and that's okay. It's meeting people where they're at and not having to have this expectation that you have to be like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think so many people think they need to have those goals. Right. Um, I love that. I'm going to call my niece and nephew later and say, I love you. Do you know why? <laughs> tell them every day. Tell them over and over. Yes. My kids say, I can call my kids right now and they'll say it. When I say it on stage at Clubhouse, I say, I love you. Do you know why? Everyone unmutes and says, just because. I love Because that, that is who I, what I'm known for and I want everyone to know that mm-hmm. because you are loved. And if this is the first time today... As you're listening to this podcast, that someone tells you I love you, know that the someone saying it means it. And I promise you, because I've been the blessed to call Jamie a close friend for five years, she loves you too, and we mm-hmm. both mean it. 100%. Yeah. I, oh, man, what a good combo. <laughs> all right, so I know we don't have all the time in the world, so I, I like to ask people um, this question towards the end. So if you could go back to your childhood self, whatever age comes to mind for you, and just offer some advice... You know, you don't need to tell them how your life's going to unfold, but maybe just some advice that they can carry through life. What would you say? I love this question because probably one of the most impactful moments of my life was when I did this practice, again, with Joseph McClendon III, the first time I heard him speak. And um, he led us to our two-year-old self mm-hmm. and uh, through this whole practice. Uh, and it's really, really cool. And what I told myself then, which made a shift in my life forever, was that, Pretty soon, you're going to go through some things that are really hard. And you're going to blame yourself for a long time for the actions of others in your life as a young boy. But when you get to the other side of that pain, you will change the world. And you are someone that's going to teach people to love themselves, see themselves, and ultimately finally be themselves at the best version ever. And when I told my two-year-old version... I was also telling my 35-year-old version at the time. I'm 39 now, so maybe 34, whatever age I was then. And I believed it. Yes. And I saw the shit that I went through in my past. Unfortunately, you know, trigger warning, I have trauma in my past. Most of us do. I saw that shit, and I saw how it held me back. And I also saw in that moment those chains that were holding me back rip away from me forever. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because my two-year-old self, my innocent, beautiful, perfect two-year-old self that endured nothing bad, knew that shit was coming, but it was going to be okay. Ooh, I got chills again. You're giving me a lot of chills today. <laughs> it's also cold, but I don't think that's it. Um, I want to share with you something powerful from that same moment, um, that same experience with Joseph. Is So when I was a kid and went through some things, I, I often would, for some reason, I'd be going through something traumatic but in the back of my mind I would always hear wait till you grow up like you're you're gonna be something great and I don't know why those words would have come then because I wasn't they weren't you know a norm Mm. for me and so when I went back and did that same exercise I had this feeling or this like realization that oh my god did I time travel and that's why my childhood self said this to myself and got me through some pretty tough times where I just wanted to die was my adult self coming back in some way, shape, or form 
in this specific exercise and speaking those words into myself then. Mm. And I was like, whoo, I got kind of weirded out for a minute. I was like, was that like time travel or what? But I do think in that moment, okay, is it what we think of time travel, getting in a time machine and all of a sudden we're in Shakespeare era? No, but is it a form of time travel? I do think it is. Because I promise you that the two-year-old iteration of me that I spoke to in that moment, the, that truth that I spoke to the two-year-old became my truth today. Yeah. Does that make sense? It, it's 100%. And so I do believe that it was That's why I was decades. like, is that how yeah. I got here? A hundred percent. I genuinely believe that to some extent there is a certain... And I know it sounds woo-woo. And you know what? Listen, I, I've gone from Wu-Tang to woo-woo. Like, I'm here for it. I ain't <laughs> yeah. mad about it. The, the reality is this, is that there is truth to it. Like, tap into that spirituality. Tap into those divinity. You know, I personally do align more with the Christian faith, so I would call myself a Christian. But I actually am quite spiritual and don't agree with a lot of the things that the church believes in. There's a difference between being a Christian or a spiritual human and aligning yourself with everything the church says. Tap into that because sometimes manifestation is considered bad even in some Christian or religious circles. And the reality is I've been manifesting since I was a little kid. I didn't have a name to it. I saw things happen in my life that I would wish and hope for and they came to fruition because I believed with that childlike innocence that they were coming. Mm. And I find it interesting that it's just the language that makes them kind of, because in the Bible, basically that is what they speak is what you believe. It's, it's a, what the thoughts you're believing and giving gratitude and love. And, and that I feel like is very aligned yeah. with manifestation, but different language. So, I, I heard once that every self-development book is based from the ultimate self to like everything that you've learned in any self-development book comes from the ultimate self-development book, which is the Bible. Yeah. Like it was, um, who was it? He says it in the beginning of his book. It's either Zig Ziglar or, um, um, how to win friends influence. Um, Oh, Dale Carnegie yes. or, and I'm the, like looking at my book. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of them that said something to that extent. Anyways. Uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's so true. If you take up, you know, take the parables even that Jesus used to, to explain things, they weren't always necessarily exact truths. Not that he was lying. He was using an anecdotal type of story that people could then understand. And so I'm into all of this stuff. I, there's too much proof in my life every single day. You know, uh, of what's happened. When I stopped speaking the words, I hate you, you're disgusting, and started speaking Mm -hmm. the words, I love you, you are powerful, you can accomplish anything over my life, I did accomplish anything I wanted over my life. There's truth in that. I'm proof of it. You're proof of it. Yeah. And it really is just the the weight between our ears. That's it? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, All right. Well, uh, tell us how we can find you. Look, in the show notes, I'll show everywhere you can find Alex, but let's talk about Clubhouse. If somebody yeah. goes on Clubhouse, how do they find you? Yeah, so if on Clubhouse, I'm Alexander Gonzalez. I'm not the fat dad across socials. And um, so that's the best way. And it, on Instagram, it technically has um, underscores, but if you just type not the fat dad, I'm yeah. the only person that comes up. Uh, and then, on, yeah, I'm Alexander Gonzalez. I have a big pink background with a black and white uh, headshot of me. Uh, that's who I am. I don't think there's too many Alexander Gonzalez's there on like every other uh, social media platform. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, and I'm also one of the main moderators and speakers, uh, Breakfast with Champions, which is an awesome way to wake up. If you're at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard wow. Time, until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I wake up at 4.35 a.m. So I can get on there Monday through Friday. And it is powerful. It is just constant self-development. Um, speaker after speaker after speaker, coaching on different things through life experiences, things, books that they've written, um, 
anyone from Grant Cardone to Brian Benstock to Barbara Majeski to Glenn Lundy. These are huge names in the self-development world currently that are coming on, sharing of their expertise for free. Mm. And you can come listen and make shift happen in your life by taking action. Sometimes we get stuck in getting the inspiration and motivation when the reality is we need to be in implementation. And if you are getting inspired but not implementing, you're doing it wrong. If you're getting motivated but not implementing, you're doing it wrong. And at the end of the day with Breakfast with Champions and with me, with Jamie, and anyone that you come into our circle, we're here to inspire you and help you implement the things that you need to do to get to where you want to get. All right. Well, any last words? Uh, No, honestly, subscribe to this incredible podcast. Make sure you listen to all the things because I promise one thing that Jamie has shown me in the five-year friendship that I've had is that she loves you. She cares about you. She's exceptional and she can help you be exceptional too just with the little shift. If you think about a golf ball, one degree Mm. off and you hit that ball as hard as you can. For a 10-yard drive, not too big of a deal. For a 300-yard drive, you're on a different course. Yeah. It's insane, right? A different course. (laughs) So don't miss that one degree shift that you need that'll ultimately help guide you to where you want and stop telling yourself the stories that tell in your head that are stopping you from achieving all the greatness that God has for you. All right. On that note, that's Alex Gonzalez. Wow. That was a powerful episode. Alex has so much energy. Um, He always just... If I'm if I'm ever around Alex and I'm not in a good mood, it, it immediately shifts. He really does help to bring all that into perspective. To you know, he's one of those people you just want to have in your corner, want to have around you. Um, you know, I like to surround myself with people that are gonna lift you up, and that is totally him. So make sure to check the show notes, the description, so you can find out how you can have more of Alex in your life. And uh, we will be back again very soon with another inspiring story with the stories we tell until then.